healthcare system is broken, but it doesn't have to be. This is Revenue Cycle Optimized by Infinix Healthcare. We discuss the latest challenges in the revenue cycle space and provide actionable tips on how to overcome them at your organization. Good afternoon, everyone. We are excited to be back this week from the holidays uh, with our weekly office hours. This week, we are thrilled to have Akarsh Sethi, our CDSM expert, joining us. Um, I know there's been a lot of back and forth on CDSM, what the start date is due to the pandemic. So we thought today would be a great time to give you an update on where things stand today, um, what you can do over the next several months to start preparing, um, as well as some background on the mandate. So Akarsh, let's jump right in. Can you kick us off and walk us through what the PAMA Act is? Hey, Kate, thank you for the introduction. Uh, Sure. So PAMA stands for Protecting Access to Medicare Act of 2014, and uh, it essentially instructed CMS to institutionalize this program where ordering physicians have to consult AUC or appropriate use criteria while recommending an advanced imaging procedure for a Medicare patient. AUC appropriate use criteria is essentially medical guidelines that will say whether a particular procedure is appropriate or not for a patient with given a diagnosis. Another element of the mandate is that the AUC has to be ingested or delivered to healthcare providers through an electronic tool called a CDSM or a clinical decision support mechanism. Great. So you gave us a high level overview of appropriate use criteria. Anything there you want to expand on that you feel like folks should know? Yeah, just a little bit about why this is happening. So healthcare providers working with commercial payers probably deal with prior authorizations all the time, especially for advanced imaging procedures. On the Medicare side of things, there are medical necessity checks, but there were no, there's no prior authorization in play right now. So What CMS is really trying to do here is uh, make sure that utilization is kept in check, all in order to reduce costs and uh, improve patient outcomes. So this is the reason why AUC is coming to place. Now, a little bit more about AUC. AUC isn't authored by CMS. Uh, CMS has selected uh, institutions uh, across the country Uh, respected institutions such as American College of Radiology, American College of Cardiology, to author these uh, guidelines, again, called AUC. These entities are called Qualified Provider-Led Entities, or QPLEs. Great, thank you. Can you talk a little bit about what providers or provider types are required to confirm their treatment decision? Um, And also talk a little bit about uh, the difference between furnishing and and ordering providers? Sure. So as you mentioned, Kate, there's really two types of providers that are impacted by this mandate. There's the ordering provider that is typically diagnosing a patient and sending out a referral. And then there is the furnishing provider that is essentially rendering the service. Now, the way the mandate works is that the ordering provider 
is responsible for consulting the CDSM, but the furnishing provider is responsible for producing the proof of consult in order to get reimbursed. So essentially what it boils down to is that if an ordering provider does not do the consult, uh, the financial penalty is still with the furnishing provider. Great, thanks for explaining that. So along with this and providing appropriate use criteria is a CDSM tool. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and, and what those requirements are? Yeah, so, um, you know, CDSs have existed before this mandate. Uh, a clinical decision support uh, is any product or solution that adjudicates whether a specific procedure meets a specific set of guidelines or not. But with this specific mandate, CMS again has qualified a few vendors to be qualified clinical decision support vendors. Uh, and they're called QCDSMs, so Qualified Clinical Decision Support Mechanisms. These uh, products have had to go through a rigorous process, an application process of being certified and qualified by uh, CMS. Uh, Infinix, of course, is one of them. So a CDSM, as defined by CMS, uh, has to be an electronic and interactive tool that will produce AUCs to ordering providers um, who can then look at that and then make the decision of whether they want to go ahead with an appropriate procedure or, you know, for some reason of the procedure that they recommended is not appropriate, then view that, look at the reasons why it may not be appropriate and then go ahead with their judgment. And again, what was implicit in that explanation was uh, the way a CDSM tool works, which is the following. So think of a standalone web portal that you're logging onto. You're entering basic patient information. You're then entering the patient diagnosis. And uh, if there's a procedure on file that the physician wants to recommend, you can enter that as well. Uh, a typical CDSM will then produce uh, additional clinical questions. So they'll, the product will ask you more about the patient's clinical background. And this can be one question, this can be multiple questions. After having answered that, the clinical decision support will then say whether the procedure that the physician wanted to recommend was appropriate or not. And if it was not appropriate, then what are some of the appropriate procedures for that patient with their relevant conditions? The ordering physician then has the option to go ahead if the procedure that they wanted to recommend is not appropriate they have the option to select an alternative appropriate procedure or stick with the quote-unquote not appropriate procedure that they want to recommend and complete the consult uh, they will still be in compliance with the mandate when the furnishing provider sends the claim with the proof of consult, even if it is not adherent or not appropriate, they will still get reimbursed. With that, initially, when the mandate first came out, CMS was very strict about it. They said it only has to be the ordering provider who can perform the consult. But with time, they have updated the mandate and become more lenient with that. So 
CMS now says that any clinical professional acting under the guidance of the ordering provider uh, can perform this consult. And they've given examples of roles such as physician assistants or nurse practitioners and so on. Great, so now that we've kind of covered the background, um, I think what a lot of folks are looking to know is what is the state of the mandate as it stands today? Um, where are we at and what comes next? Sure, so I mean, very pressing question because the mandate has had a few delays. The most recent proposed rule from the physician uh, fee schedule was uh, in 2021, which said that it essentially proposed that the, the financial part of the mandate, which I haven't talked about yet, uh, but I'll explain that shortly, the financial part of the mandate be moved out to January 1st, 2023, or the Jan 1st following the end of the pandemic, essentially. So currently, we're still in this voluntary operational testing phase where providers are encouraged to perform CDSMs and send proof of consults to uh, CMS. However, there's no penalty for not doing that yet. Starting Jan 1st, 2023, there will be a financial penalty associated with it, which is that furnishing providers, uh, if they cannot furnish a proof of the consult, uh, then they will not get reimbursed for that service. That is the penalty for the furnishing provider. On the ordering provider side, uh, CMS has said that they will actively monitor uh, ordering provider data through the CDSMs. In fact, it's one of the requirements for qualified CDSMs to send them ordering provider data. And uh, they will identify physician outliers. And these physician outliers will then have to do prior authorizations. Great, thank you. So assuming we've deemed the end of the pandemic, January 1, 2023, what do providers need to do to start to prepare? Yeah, so, um, I mean, intrinsic to this whole mandate is having this electronic CDSM. So I think uh, the first thing would be to identify the CDSM uh, you wanna work with. So you can go onto the CMS website, uh, look at the qualified CDSMs. I would encourage providers to do their homework research, uh, look at different CDSMs, have demos with them and uh, get that finalized. Um, you know, there's differences between CDSMs. Some can integrate with your systems. Some are more clinically comprehensive. Some are quicker, faster. So there's differences there. Second is um, you should work with your billing system to make sure that they have the claim edits done uh, in order to send the this additional information required for proof of consults. So there's three sets of information that is required to be sent over to CMS. And that is the, the NPI of the ordering physician, the appropriateness uh, modifier, which is whether the procedure ordered was appropriate, not appropriate, or uh, CDSM was not available, or if there was an ex exemption from doing the CDSM. So there's modifiers there that have to be added to the claim. And lastly, it's the, the G code, the identifier for the CDSM used. So for Infinix, for example, our G code is uh, G1018. Uh, so each qualified CDSM has its own unique 
code. So we want to make sure that your billing system has made those claim edits to uh, be able to send this information. Third is um, there has to be some education uh, done for physicians to make sure that they're informed about this mandate. And then the next thing is, uh, you know, to start to build this operational process around. So, you know, I mentioned that it doesn't have to be the physician who is performing the consults. It could be any other clinical personnel. Uh, so you'll have to figure out the operational process as to who's the entity responsible for performing the consults. Uh, when will they be doing it? Will they be doing it in real time or batch? Will, be, will they be doing it for one physician, for multiple physicians and so on? That's from an ordering provider point of view. Uh, same thing from a furnishing provider point of view, you need to have your processes around you know, what do you do if you get an advanced imaging referral where CDSM is not done? What is your operational process around it? Infinix is, I believe, one of the few CDSMs that actually has a workflow to help with that. You know, I'm not going to go more into that on this forum, but the attendees can feel free to contact Infinix to learn more about that. Um, and then lastly, I would say the sooner you start testing, the faster you figure out any additions, enhancements, process changes that have to be uh, performed. So that's what I would say. So I'll recap them, identify, finalize your CDSMs, work with your billing system to make sure the claim edits are made, inform physicians of the mandate, uh, install their operational process and you know, begin the testing process. So we've talked a little bit about financial penalties, fines. Can you walk us through what that is come January 1, 2023? What are those, what do those fines look like and what should folks prepare for? Yeah. So, you know, it's pretty straightforward from a furnishing provider point of view. CMS has just said that they will not uh, reimburse the claim. So if you're doing an MRI, a thousand dollar MRI, where um, you know you've collected a certain fraction from the patient, the majority of the remaining that you do submit claim will be denied uh, for not for the CDSM consult not being done. Now, on the ordering provider's side, the penalty is a little bit more ambiguously defined because they've said that. CMS will identify uh, physician outliers. And I believe that there is a question about this as well on the Q&A. So I believe the question is that how will these physician outliers be identified? Uh, and as an imaging center, we will likely not move forward with the exam without meeting appropriate use criteria unless exam is urgent or emergent. Exactly. So first, let's talk about even what qualifies as a physician outlier, right? So CMS is still vague with that definition based on my conversations with people working closely with this mandate and other vendors. Uh, it could mean one of two things. One is that you're not performing the consults. So a physician who is just not performing uh, CDSMs, or it could also mean a physician constantly recommending not adherent procedures. So CMS is yet to define what that actually means. Uh, the second part of, of this is how will they be identified? So they'll actually be identified through the CDSM vendors. So 
CMS will audit CDSM vendors. And uh, through that, we, we're supposed to have certain reporting capabilities, especially geared towards the ordering physicians. Uh, so which what ordering physicians recommend what procedures. So uh, we'll be able to send that to uh, CMS when they audit us and they will use that for the second part, you know, to, to see what physicians are constantly recommending non-adherent procedures. Now for the physicians that are just not doing CDSMs at all, I would assume they would track that through their claims. But again, CMS has not defined a process around that just yet. There's a third element to this, which is also vague, is uh, what is the timeline for outlier identification? So CMS has said that uh, they will, I believe, take a couple of years was what I last read on this before they ask these physicians to start doing prior authorizations. But again, no clarity on that just yet. Thank you, all good points. That is all the questions that I have for you. Um, Want to take a minute to open it up and see if anybody else has any questions that they would like to ask Akarsh. All right, doesn't look like there's anything else. Um, if something comes up and you do have a question, everyone should have my email address. Feel free to reach out. We are more than happy to get your questions answered regarding CDSM. Again, happy to help. So don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. Thank you to those that joined today. Uh, we appreciate you taking some time out of your day to spend with us. And we will be back again next week with a new topic and a new subject matter expert. Thanks again, Akarsh. This was really helpful. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to get notified when our next episode is online. For more information for how we can help you increase reimbursements at your company, check out our website at infinix.com. That's I-N-F-I-N-X dot com.